we both were ushers at the auditorium. Yep. And I started working as a student manager the second semester, and so did a good friend of yours, of both of ours, Elise. Yeah. yeah, both you and Elise got hired before I did. I recall very well, I applied with you guys as well, and I really wanted the job. I, I remember coming through that auditorium in high school when we went through student orientation. Oh, really? And I walked into that building and I said, oh, I'm going to work here one day. Oh, really? I didn't I really, know that. I was involved really heavily in high school. I always wanted to be on the tech side, though. I was the lighting guy. I Yeah, I... And, remember uh, that. I sent an email when I was still in high school to then John Larkin, Did who you was really? the house manager, and I was like, I would like to work there. I want to work what backstage. What a go-getter. And he said, we're a union house. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But you can volunteer if you want. So I had the awkward conversation. I called him like, can you give me some feedback on why? Uh-huh. And he said, the committee felt that you cannot say no to someone. And really? Like, well, Interesting. Let me show you how wrong you are. And then <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, finally got hired then the second semester. You're too friendly for this job. You need to be able to let down patrons. That's right. When they ask for too much. It turns out he probably wasn't wrong. I've well, become more jaded as I got older. <laughs> it's probably good. Help you survive in this world. That's right. But I remember the second semester, you applied again, and I was really glad because at that point we had met through Elise and had become friends, at least a little bit. And so I remember when you applied, and I think I was on your hiring committee, and as we were just remembering now, I believe you were you had to interview sort of in the middle of a show. Yes, I remember it was the performance of Mamma Mia. One of 14. One of 14, easily. Um, and I got called into this room, and it was a, a hospitality room, and it was totally dark, and there were probably seven people lined up <laughs> in a dark room because there was, you know, the auditorium has always had a fun culture. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to mess with me, probably to see how I would deal under stress and if I could say no. I remember that now. We were. We totally made it, like, overly intimidating just to like see how you'd handle the situation. Oh my gosh, this is such a flashback of memory. And look where you are now. You've been at the auditorium ever since then, right? So we we were managers there through the rest of our experience. At one point, we were kind of running the place for a semester or two. We did. Our first event running the place, I recall, was the Dalai Lama. Oh, my so gosh. So jump in feet first, We right? really did. <laughs> it was also election year. And yes. so, like, Hillary Clinton was coming through town. That's right. And Chelsea Clinton came to talk. What uh, a crazy a year. Semester. It really was. Honestly, that was the semester that I finally solidified that you were going to take over the world. You were doing i you did business, oh, you graduated, yeah. and as I predicted, <laughs> went on your path to take over the world. I mean, you lived <laughs> in Costa over. Rica. Well, after I left IU, I went to Boston for a few years, and I went to law school. I mean, after Boston, I spent a couple years sort of bouncing back and forth between the East Coast and Costa Rica um, because I had sort of discovered um, this really unique and special community on the Southern Caribbean coast and had started trying to make a lasting archive yeah. of the history of the people on that coast and how they created the communities and how that sort of informed ongoing land rights struggles. I would go for as long as I could afford it and I would do as much as I could afford to do. Um, And then I'd go back to the United States and work some job. (laughs) So at some point I decided, you know, if I'm going to be working for free, trying to get this project going, I might as well be in Costa Rica so I can keep it moving and close to the work. So uh, at some point I would just move there I had already met my now husband as well, and so we moved to the beach in but Costa Rica. A, I mean, let's stop for a second. What a fantasy story is that, yeah. right? Yep. Then you decide, let's go back to Bloomington. Yeah. You get a job with IU, which again, I recall you set 
that mission for you months ahead of it happening. And I did not move away after graduating like you did. And for a moment, I think that that's hard. And I'm always very open to share that with people. Yeah, I remember talking about that. For those who want to stick around, I want to be really honest that it becomes difficult. When we're in school here, all of our friends are students. And they do what students, I think, are typically supposed to do. And they move away and do better things. But for someone like myself who fell in love with this community and was happy with my job and got offered something that I was passionate about and decided to stay, all of a sudden all of my friends start moving away and I find myself alone for a moment. Right. It took a moment to realize, well, my life's pretty great too. Yeah. I love New York. I love Chicago. I can't live there because I can't see the horizon. (laughs) 